Hey guys, welcome to the Ashley Hand Show. I'm your host, Ashley Hanawacker, an online branding and marketing strategist, author, speaker, and influencer. And I'm taking you behind the scenes with some of the most powerful, successful, influential entrepreneurs, CEOs, and leaders on this planet about all things business, marketing, and mindset. My mission is to educate and inspire you through sharing valuable insights, tangible tools, and actionable strategies to help you amplify your business, your life, and your results so you can be the best version of you. Okay, this is hands down my most unique podcast episode yet because on this episode, I have a successful fashion designer, artist, international speaker, and author by the name of Hanalei Swan. And get this, guys. She's 13 years old. Yeah, you heard me correctly. She's 13. And she is incredible. She has more stamps in her passport than most adults. She literally gets flown all over the world. She was just at Paris Fashion Week. She showcases her clothing collections that she designs, and she also speaks all over the world. And there's just so, so much more that you're gonna learn about her that is just gonna blow your mind like it did for me. You're gonna learn everything that she does and why she does it, which is so powerful. I am really, really excited for you to meet her and find out more, and it gets better. I also have her parents on this episode, Rhonda and Brian. I was just dying to get them on because I met them when I met Hanalei and I had so many questions for them on how they raised this rock star 13-year-old and what their life is like. So this is a really interesting episode, guys. They're all three known together as the unstoppable family and they are really that. They are unstoppable. So just wait until you hear their story and their parenting strategies that they use with Hanalei. Between all three of them, I was just blown away. So here we go. Get ready to meet the Unstoppable family. I am so excited to have you guys on the show today. I remember when I met you guys at an event here in Bali, it was like a couple of months ago now, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say I was fascinated, absolutely fascinated, inspired. And as soon as you spoke, Hanalei, my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> and I just knew, I knew in that moment, I thought, I'm going to have them on my podcast. <laughs> Lo and behold, here we are, which is amazing. Damn. And yeah, so I'm super excited. And I just love that all three of you are on mm-hmm. because yeah. for our listeners who are, you know, whether you're a child that you're listening, you're a child, you're a parent, mm-hmm. or you're just someone who wants to feel inspired because I know that's inevitable when they hear you guys talk. So to really kick things off, I would love it, Hanalei, if you could share from your perspective and your journey from where you started and how did you get to where you are today? Um, so when I was one years old, I started traveling. I've been traveling for 12 years now. And when I was around seven, I got asked, what do I want to be now instead of what do I want to be when I grow up? And so that gave me the permission and that inspired me to be able to do what I want to do today. And I wanted to become a fashion designer, artist, all this stuff. And so just by being asked that question, I was able to be granted the permission Mm -hmm. to do, to just be me. And so I, right after my mom and dad asked that, I said, 
can you can I borrow 20 bucks <laughs> and right when they asked that they gave me the 20 bucks and I bought threads needles fabric and started sewing these keychains and I they were like keychains of food and so I sold enough to make a hundred dollars and enough to make my first prototype we met this amazing woman who in a restaurant and she looked at my sketchbook and she's like these need to be made real and so since then just out of coincidences and out of just the world I've been able to grow my business and create a fashion line and how old were you when that happened seven years old yeah okay okay so this is incredible I love this one of the things I hear people say a lot is oh I'm too young or I'm too old like just completely eliminate that story yeah. you're living proof that that's just a bunch age, of BS <laughs> age doesn't matter it's who you are inside and it's who you want to be you can take like even for the kids who may be listening to this we're in school and think, oh, let me. Ha I have to go to school. Like my parents tell me, I have to go to school. I have to get a go to college. I have to get married. I have to have a job that sustains. I have to make a lot of money. When that's not what they really want to do, they want to be able to write their future. Mm. And so this is for all the kids or adults out there to say, hey, time doesn't matter. You don't know if you're gonna die today, die tomorrow, but you better live your life to the fullest because otherwise you're not gonna live. Mm, it's all about the now. Yeah. I love it. So I'd love to hear also from you guys, Rhonda and Brian, from your perspective and also just what that was like. Like, what? It, how did you guys raise this amazing girl that I see in front of me today? Tell me about that. Well, ladies first. Oh, thank you. It's <laughs> just after his Mother's Day, so <laughs> um, you know it's it's interesting. We we could say that we were very conscious in our parenting. You know, we did do a lot of steps to become more conscious before Hanalei was born. Although what it's turned into is we ended up having to leave California when Hanalei was one. So the travel story, most people hear that story and think, oh, these people just got really, you know, lots of money or got inspired and decided to travel. Mm. It was quite the opposite. Um, we had invested in a really large real estate investment. We had a big house in the hill in La Jolla and, you know, the cars, everything. And we were planning on, here's this child coming. I never wanted to put a child in daycare. So I quit corporate, built our business, yeah. retired Brian. Our life was perfect when this baby came. Well, lo and behold, right two when- Two weeks after. Two <laughs> weeks after we found out we had been frauded and we were losing everything. Every home we had about, we had a huge golf course development, millions and millions of dollars that wow. we personally invested in, in our name. And here I'm holding this perfect little human that I, we had planned on making this incredible life for mm -hmm. and going, oh my goodness, what are we gonna do now? And about, it took about eight months, we signed off everything, um, had to get rid of everything and decided consciously that we are not the circumstances that we are standing in, oh, right? And that. that, because we were checking ourselves, you know, when you have a million in the bank, like literally in the bank, you could look at the numbers and say, it's there, it's not just assets, to having less than- Having a negative non-sufficient funds on a five dollar burrito was wow. just like yeah. wow. wow 
Yeah, yeah, we're having yeah. fights. Yeah, go ahead, and, because it's it's a ridiculous story that no one really gets that, but it helps contribute, I believe, to who we became and now what we were able to do with Hanalei and how she saw it. We were very transparent throughout we were, the whole process. And, and during this time, we were working online and we were selling like prosperity consciousness. Yeah. And when you're losing everything, wow. you can't make anything (laughs) and we're at a point of like what the heck do we do we had to file bankruptcy it was like we're it was was really Mm -hmm. bad but at the time people were like don't worry go back and get a job you know because i was a robotics engineer go back and get your executive and rhonda she made a vow to hanalei before she was born I'll let you take that. Yeah, before she was born, I said, I'll never put her in daycare because I witnessed a woman put a six week old baby and I was a corporate executive for a very large firm and I was being groomed to run it. And I saw my perfect boss who I wanted to be tell a woman that if she's ever late again for a meeting, then she'll lose her job. And she had just dropped her baby off at daycare who was six weeks old and my whole sense change everything about me shifted and i said i am not doing that so i committed at that point and said i'll never put my child in daycare but we were making multiple six figures and i quit that job Mm. to build our company and we were we you know more than surpass our incomes and now the moment that she's in my arms we're fighting over a five dollar burrito that went took our checking account non-sufficient because we didn't have enough money in the bank and we're getting like pushed by everyone environmentally and all of our friends go back and get the job so what was so this was right when she was born right when she was, right born. When she was born and what was the turnaround point for you guys what yeah. happened it was a big it was a big um, critical moment we actually called on Saturday Deepak radio was on yeah. Saturdays played on Saturdays and Wayne Dyer was the guest and we're standing in our big 1.7 million dollar home losing it going what are we going to do? And he goes, oh my gosh, Wayne Dyer's there today with Deepak. It gives me chills thinking about it. Holding Hanalei and he goes, call it. And I'm like, okay, like whoever thinks you're going to get on with Deepak. Sure enough, I rang, hi, Rhonda, you're on with Deepak Chopra. Like it gives me, look at this, is like, this is the turning Jeez. moment. And wow. they, we shared with them the story. And Wayne Dyer said, I think we we thought it was our connection to the money. We were having such a hard time getting through this. And how do we do it? Are we so connected to the money that we're mad? And he's like, no, no, no. You're just connected to being right. Mm. All you have to do is forgive that guy because anything in life is going to continue to happen. That one suggestion, he said, you just have to forgive this person. Get your power back. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second thing he said was... You have to give for forgiveness. You, you know, it's not you being right, and he can't make you yeah. feel anyway. Yeah, he can't. Yes. He's like he's not giving you permission. Don't allow don't him. Don't take. Let him have the power over goes, you. And I'm sitting there. I'm in. I'm in the back going. I don't like this advice, Mr. Wayne Dyer. <laughs> it's triggering at first. I'm like, I want to kill this guy. Like, and, he, and he goes, What you have to do right now is you have to forgive him. And I'm like, What? <laughs> yeah, I have to do like, what now? <laughs> but it was it was at that moment it actually took a couple months mm. and you're like you know what move on you know and for those of you listening there is so much power in that story that they just shared because mm. 
so many of us this happens yeah. in life things happen people do things that we don't understand and it may hurt initially and yeah. it's okay to feel the pain initially it's how we respond to it yeah. and when we stay mad at someone and stay resentful we're literally giving our power away to that person exactly. and that's what was happening we were being destroyed we were being eaten inside yeah and the moment that we both looked at each other and here's this baby we said he's right we have to forgive because this could be the best blessing in our life. And it was because about a you know, couple weeks later, Brian read the four hour work week. Tim Ferriss's book comes out and he goes, why don't we just go on a mini retirement? I'm like, this is brilliant. <laughs> we can do this. Our, our business is already online. And she goes, I said, I go, just get rid of everything. She goes, what? We can't do this. I'm like, oh, okay. And then a month later, I listened to it again. And she's like, I said, what if we got no? And then the second time, I said, listen to this. Yeah. And uh, what's crazy is I said, listen to this. I'm going to bed and don't finish until you finish listening to this. Mm -hmm. And I woke up at 2 a.m. in the morning. She's not in bed. I go downstairs and she's Googling Bali. <laughs> and I went, oh, wow. Yes. Right? And so that was how many years ago? That now? was in 2000. Years ago. Yeah. Okay. 13 years ago. So right. then that's when Hanalei was one. Yeah. Yes. And so you, all you remember is Bali, right? I mean, from well, the early age. Well, I've been traveling to over 48 countries, 48, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> um, I can't keep track, um, <laughs> but I've lived all over the world and I, Bali, we've just lived here for the past four years. I've been able to go to Boca del Toro, Mexico, all these places, Morocco. Morocco. And, and you're Brazil. speaking at all of these places. Yeah, I am an international speaker. I want to be able to inspire more people around the world to live their dreams and tell my my story to inspire that age has no boundaries mm. we are who we are and our age doesn't have to define what impact we leave on this earth clearly and yes. so I want to inspire more people to think think for the earth before we think for ourselves through either a single t-shirt <laughs> we are damaging the planet it takes 750 gallons of water to create a single cotton t-shirt and only 1% of our water on this earth is drinking water. And so we are destroying our planet for needs that we don't even need. They're wants. Mm. All we need is food, love, water, and shelter. And all this clothing, all these things we'll never, we don't need at all. But we've lived in a society that makes us think we need these yeah. things. Yeah. And by doing that, we have damaged our planet. If we put the lifespan of the Earth into 24 hours, we've only been here three seconds. Wow. <laughs> Powerful right. perspective there. Yeah. Didn't even know and that. And <laughs> we've already killed most of it. Three yeah. seconds humans have lived here. I'm just blown away by you, Hanalei. The amount of knowledge and wisdom she has, the fact that she knows all those things, I and mean, clearly it's because you're passionate about it and you really care. Yeah. Otherwise, there would be no way you would know all those things. <laughs> and it's so powerful. So thank you for sharing that with me. And I love that when I heard you say, I'm a conscious fashion designer, I was like, oh, we need more of those. Yes, you're leading the way and it's beautiful. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And I would love to also, so I watched a video and I stumbled upon it. I think it was an TV video and it was you, Rhonda, you were talking to her and I think you must have been like eight, 
maybe Hanalei? Seven or eight. That's when Ooh. I got asked, what do I want to be? Oh, was that was, on video? Yeah. That's, the, That's one. the video. Yeah. I saw that video. Yeah. She was seven. We didn't even realize that we had that video until a year, some later, we went, no do you remember way. when we were in Costa Rica and I asked her on the beach, what do you want to be now? Like, what you could do it now? And we went back and researched. We're like, oh my gosh, we have the video of us asking her. And she literally, you saw it in her eyes. There's a point in the video if you watch again, I said, do you realize you could do that next year? And she went, and you could see it in her eyes. Uh, and I think my face wasn't like that. It was more like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to, I know I'm going to link to this video. So yeah. I'm gonna, I, I would love for you to send me the link. I bet I'm going to get so many screenshots of my face going, <laughs> <laughs> it's because I, I know that she's saying it was like a majestic, like. Well, you, you could see that you thought, you had thought about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You brought it to the forefront. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's beautiful. Exactly. So that right there, I just, I love that you asked her that question. Mm. And so your philosophies as parents mm. with her, I mean, I know you talked about being conscious. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit about that and how you guys think about parenting? Yeah, because that's how it weaves together. So here we are, we decide to leave. At that point, we decided to travel. This is why Hanalei, I, I believe, is so conscious, is that we had to be very aware of how we were thinking, the words we were saying, because here we just lost everything. It's really easy to fall into the dirty, difficult trap, mm -hmm. right? The blame game, all of that. So we said, look, we have to be very conscious of the way we communicate, how we speak to her. We, um, we, 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 we stopped using the words no, not, and don't. Wow. Before she was even but, born. Yeah, actually. we actually started practicing that before. We got really conscious after. Because if you think about the amount of kids that grow up in the world of, don't do that, stop doing that, don't push your sister, they're just told not to do something. And we wonder why kids hear, they, they hear jump in the puddle when you say don't jump in the puddle all they're going to hear consciously our subconscious it's, just hears jump in the puddle it's because our brain can't process negative yeah we are not thinking about the negative we're only thinking about what you're actually saying and just by adding a word onto it it doesn't change the directed the directive of jump in the puddle mm -hmm. yeah it's still the same yeah. and so, so it's like growing up i have not I've been in a more conscious way, and especially with my parents, they, like, even though we were going through something bad, like, about all this horrible things that were happening to us, whenever I asked, Mom, Dad, what's going on? They would say, hey, we're in a tough place right now. we got to get through this. But they wouldn't say, oh, my God, we're going to lose everything, mm -hmm. because they were thinking, how can we bring this in a way where it's like not bringing her down it's like we're gonna get through this it may be a tough time but every tough scenario you can get through and how did that feel for you um it just i feel like it was just made me more of a person like they didn't think of me as a child where it's like they would have arguments in their bedroom or something and they would be yelling and then like how you think let's just take a scenario there's a family the mom and dad argue about money they argue about business they argue which happens all the time mm -hmm. they argue mm -hmm. about everything in their bedroom and whenever they're outside with their kid they're like oh everything's fine but when they but when the kid they understand what's going on they feel their energy they understand that something's not going right so then they go into a mood where they're like what's happening they're scared they're always mad this is what leads to lashing out this is what leads to bigger arguments because they see mm -hmm. they listen that 
their role models, their the people that they see every single day are doing that, they think that's an okay behavior. Mm. And so when we're young, like when we're just developing our brain, we are like a sponge. Totally. We gather all of, we gather knowledge, we gather everything, we soak up our surroundings. And so what happens is if we're surrounded by hate, if we're surrounded by being rude by throwing things by hitting mm. other people we're gonna think okay that's acceptable mm. that's how life is this is what we have to do because we're just soaking up other people well from zero to seven mm-hmm. all of your most of your core beliefs are formed yeah so it's true i mean you're absolutely right when you say you are you are a sponge that's yeah. why they say kids learn languages so easy because yeah. they're sponges mm-hmm. yeah so so in your guys's home you were very conscious mm-hmm. about the language about the environment you were creating yeah, and i just so. oh that's so inspiring and beautiful and i just think it's a true example for this world and moving forward having more conscious parenting and yeah obviously you see it and you mm-hmm. feel it yeah and when i'm growing up i they didn't tell me that this is the religion you're supposed to believe. This is what you're supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to act. I was given the freedom to be able to develop in a way where I was able to soak up things I wanted to. Like with them, I was able to make my own decisions. They would always ask me like, Hanalei, where would you want to go? Do you want to go back to Puerto Rico? Or do you want to go to Mexico? Or do you want to go to all these different places, I'm just like, I want to go here. And so that already at a young age gave me a sense of I can make my own decisions. Wow, and empowerment. So, and so that's how when they asked me the question, what do you want to be now? I already knew how to make decisions. I'm like, yes, I can do this. Oh. And so by developing in a way where you're not telling your kid this is what you're supposed to think you're not making them think this way because a lot of conscious parents when they're doing that they will raise their kid to let's say if they're vegan or something they'll raise them to be vegan not meat hate meat all that stuff Mm. instead of letting their kid decide what is what can i decide what is my choices because now the parent and the child is getting mixed into one mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the child is saying answering off of the parent mm-hmm. and they're not answering as themselves yeah and so giving the opportunity for me to be able to live and being able to soak up other scenarios soak up like well, other I cultures i mean yeah. you she mm-hmm. she learned so much from you know us being in third world countries and you know here we were living in at the top of the hill in la jolla and we also realized like wow is this really how we want to bring her up we thought having all the money and the things is going to make us better parents instead we became better parents when we were exposed her to people who had nothing and that we were respecting and loving the guard we would you know the garbage men just like everyone was the same as us wow and that, I believe, as well, is allowed why Connelly cares so much of the planet and the humans and the people and, and the world is because she's been exposed, she's been exposed to, to the truth of the world. because I actually grew up in that. Mm-hmm. I would grow up in these little towns, villages, little, uh, villages. Yeah. and we, after, like, every day, I would go visit my friends in these little huts and play with puppies and, like, just, yeah, when we were living in Fiji and play on the beaches. And that brought me up in a way where I'm like, these are my friends, these are my family. 
And now having my fashion brand, I want to be able to give back to that. So for like, we went to India recently on a giving back trip and it was a partner up with Nalu where we went there and we were able to give back to kids in need. Um, the, in India, the government stops paying for school uniforms at the age of 13. And so that increases massive school dropout rates in places of poverty. Mm. And so they can't attend school and that increases massive school dropout rates, teenage pregnancy, child workload, and it's really horrible. And so by giving them a school uniform, we are able to show them you can expand your mind. You can be whoever you want to be. I was giving some speeches there and we were giving the school uniforms and a ticket to education there. It can bring them so much farther in life since what happens is in these towns, they're only allowed to be like maids. They're only allowed to be farmers and that's it. And they're treated horribly. And so by giving them this ticket to education, a safe place, and sometimes in their villages, it's really not safe to be in there. Mm -hmm. It's really toxic. They're showing them possibility. Yeah. They're showing them what's outside of their box. Yeah. And, and that's that important, they, especially for And those. they're not narrowed down by who they were born with. They can be so much brighter. And so I would give talks. I would give them the school uniforms and after I remember this one time it was at an all-girls school and I just gave out the school uniforms and after they're like let's interact and stuff and so um instead of just giving the school uniforms leaving and not interacting we were able to be in their village we were able to be with them and actually see what their life was and mm -hmm. so that time I just remember every all the kids stood up and they're like interact now and so a group of girls pulled me down and they've never seen a girl who has white skin blonde hair and so they were touching my hair they were like playing with me they're like in broken english they're like you uh hair like wow yeah like, <laughs> and so i how did you feel in that moment yeah i, I gotta know literally i didn't know what to say or how to talk so i would just laugh out of nowhere and just like <laughs> did you feel a little nervous <laughs> yeah i'm just like oh, wait i every like five minutes i would like wait i'm in india with <laughs> kids giving school uniforms and right now we're dancing and this is crazy. Like I had my phone at the time, so I would show them all these fun like filters and stuff and we were taking mm -hmm. photos and I actually have like a whole little photo album on my phone with all of the kids who I met. Uh, met. What, what, <laughs> I, what I love about everything that you've been sharing and, and this whole experience of traveling, I mean, some people may say, Oh well, does it feel like you don't have a home or but what I what I'm hearing you say is like you created family everywhere you went. Like all of you created family and you learned that family is everywhere. Family is everywhere you make it. Yeah. And home is everywhere you are. And I just like that hit me really hard when you were sharing all of your experiences and I just find that so beautiful. Yeah. And it's it's important for people to hear that cuz we'll get so attached to things, to external yeah. like circumstances and and it's like, wow, there's so much more. And if we just realize we have it in ourselves and you guys have it as a family together, you can bring that anywhere with you and yeah. share it everywhere with you. Yeah. So I have a, a, another question because I'm seeing, it's funny, I see you guys squirm during this, <laughs> this whole thing. You're just like squirming over there. And so I just want to hear, what is it like when you hear Hanalei speak? Does it, is it sometimes surreal? What's that feeling that you get when you see her the way she is right now? Well, here's 
you know, she's been speaking, she's been to about 100 entrepreneurial events over her lifetime, Incredible. and we've allowed her to like speak, like, do you want to say something? And every time I hear her speak, I'll look at Ron and I go, did you, did you guys discuss this? I don't know, so she comes from somewhere. But uh, you never know what's going to come out of her mouth, and it just keeps on getting better and better. So yeah. I'm a proud papa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she researches. I mean, the knowledge that she has, or she cares about something, and she researches it, you know, and that's part of our values that, as well. Is that know? what you do? So you, yeah. you, you think of something, and then you research it. I like to research either inspirational videos, or like even today I was watching the uh, this like powder that's made in makeup and how it's like I think it's luster dust or something like that and you find it in the earth and like um I was researching like how they have these horrible mines in there where they make kids go in there and it's for like it's so bad because what they do is they'll illegally make kids mine in these places since they were four they're small and they're small enough to go into these mines and there's and they have the biggest like um factory there for this luster dust mm -hmm. i think it's called and so they'll make the kids mine when they're four and, and you today, care about this because yeah. we were so conscious about her fashion brand as well right so yeah. we use eco-friendly materials but yeah. that doesn't stop at the source like it, you can't just trust the source so she's now been researching more deeply like where does it come from like is our materials sourced properly is it fair trade you know are, the, are our workers getting treated properly and she cares about this stuff so much that she learned so much about fabrics and and you know different documentaries and it's so when she speaks it all comes from her own truth and her own knowledge i mean certainly our foundation has helped provide her with a base although it's it's her now yeah well you set her up to feel empowered to go on her own and research and find out more about what you're passionate about and what you care about when you hear those kinds of things because there's a lot of stuff that happens around the world that maybe are not quote unquote ethical tons of things around the world when you find out about those things how do you feel like what what is that like for you i feel well i would like to say i feel excited because i had a feeling you would say that that's why i asked you that question go ahead i feel excited because that means i have the power to stop it mm. or i have the power to if i can't stop it i can inspire more people about it and raise awareness so then other people who have a bigger impact can also share and it's like the ripple effect like uh, a butterfly can cause a tornado by just saying something and so nice. by flapping your wings and so i want to be able to inspire i want to be able to show what the world has done and how horrible people are but we have but we need to find more people who can inspire and who can change and what you're doing is you're the only way we can really overcome the darkness is by shining light on it mm -hmm. and that's what you're doing and that's why it's so powerful because we can ignore it and pretend like it's not there but you're shining light on it and you're brave enough to do that mm -hmm. not very many people are and you're inspiring other people and giving other permission to do the same thing so with that being said this has been incredible i'm not gonna lie i'm sitting here i'm like gosh there's so much more there's gonna be a part two i'm manifesting a part two now with you guys for sure because i know we're a little short on time today I just want to say thank you guys so much for coming on and thank you. and you guys truly are an unstoppable <laughs> the unstoppable family 
you guys inspire everyone, every person you touch. And I'm just so grateful to have you on today. So thank you so much. Thank and, you for having and, us. And before you guys go, for the people who are listening and want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? You can find me on Instagram at Hanalei Swan, H-A-N-A-L-E-I-S-W-A-N. And that is the best way. I'm more, most active on Instagram, Great. either by doing stories or doing posts. And I also have a Facebook page, which is Hanalei Swan um, HS Styles. Yep, that's right. Oh, cool. And then you guys have your family account too, yep. which is Unstoppable Family. Unstoppable Family. And then we link to Unstoppable Surfer, Unstoppable Mama. So it all, she's the Unstoppable Girl. So it's a. I love it. Oh. Family of Unstoppables. Oh, it is. It totally is. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on, and I'm looking thank forward you. to the sequel. Yay. Thank Bye. you so much for having us. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Be Unstoppable. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to the Ashley Hand Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else who you also think will enjoy it. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on all the future juicy goodness. Also, if you would leave me a rating or review, I so, so appreciate that. It's how I know I'm providing you with value and it inspires me to keep going and giving you guys this awesome free content. Oh, and if you have an Instagram, come hang out with me over there. If you screenshot this episode and tag me at ashley.hand, I see and read all of those and I love sharing your story post to my story as well. Make it a powerful day and I'll see you on the next episode.